And 2 Chronicles, it links Josiah's father to David because when you know that there is a godly heritage, oh, praise God, then you can bypass the curse. You can bypass the failures of yesterday just because your parents got divorced and your grandparents got divorced and your great-great-grandparents got divorced. That doesn't mean or dictate that you have to get divorced. It doesn't dictate to you that your future is failure just because daddy was an addict and mommy was a criminal and you've got alcoholics in your family and you've got people in your family that have fallen short and they've fallen into the trap of the enemy you are set free in the name of jesus because the master taught us to pray our father who is in heaven welcome to press on with aaron rios lead pastor of garden city church located in beverly massachusetts we pray that you are enriched challenged and inspired to press on towards the cause of christ Praise God. Welcome back. I'm Pastor Aaron. As always, I'm so grateful that you've taken the time to be with me. Share this. I've got a word from the Lord for you. And I'm just bringing to you right out of God's word, something that I believe is going gonna, is gonna to reach deep into your heart. Some people need to get set free because they have been linked to the failures of the past. Your future has been dictated by the failures of yesterday. This is a mighty word. And so I need you to invite people into this. Hallelujah. I'm going to be reading today out of 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles um, chapter 34, verses 1 through 7. I'm going to talk to you about King Josiah. I'm going to open with a quick word of prayer. And, uh, and then we're going to get into this. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, your presence is welcome here. Lord, I pray that you would come and illuminate your word and open our eyes to the truth of your word and the transformative power that you bring, God. I pray, Lord, by the end of this brief devotion, Father, I pray that you would set people free to begin to walk in a new level of liberty, understanding that we're no longer linked to the ungodly heritage that maybe runs in our, in our family tree, but we are linked to you, O oh God, because of what Christ Jesus has done on the cross. Reading from God's word today, Second uh, Chronicles 34, 1 through 7, it says, Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. Could you imagine becoming a king at the age of eight? What were you doing at eight years of age? What did life look like for you? For this man, this young boy, uh, being thrusted into the position of a king. I, I imagine people were looking at him in the capacity of leadership. Eight years of age. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of his father, David. I want you to pay attention to that. Walked in the ways of his father, David. We're going to get into that in a second. The word of God says, and he did not turn aside to the right or to the left. For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was still a youth, he began to seek the God of his father, David, twice now. And in the 12th year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the ashram, the carved images and the molten images. And they tore down the altars and the bales in the presence of the uh, in his presence and the incense altars high above them. He chopped them down. Also, the ashram, the carved images and the molten images. He broke in pieces and ground to powder and scattered it out on the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. Then he burned the bones of the priests on their altars and purged Judah and Jerusalem. My goodness. Praise God. As you continue reading, it tells us that he went throughout the cities of Manasseh and Ephraim and Simeon as far out as, as, uh, as the town of Naphtali and their surrounding ruins. 
Then he tore down the altars and beat the ashram and carved the images into powder and chopped them down. All the incense altars throughout the land of Israel. Then he returned to Jerusalem, a man on a mission, a man on a mission. What, what led young Josiah to the throne? Now, I pointed out twice that it mentions that his father was King David, but what led him there? And we're going to get to that. Well, it was the murder and assassination of his father. What? King David wasn't murdered or assassinated. You're absolutely right. You see, Josiah is the 16th king of Israel. Do you know what number King David was? David was the second king. Why is it then that the word of God attributes David as the father of Josiah? Don't get ahead of me right now. Oh, this is going to be good. Because if you read a couple of verses earlier in the previous chapter, the word of God tells us that a man by the name of Ammon was the king. And Ammon was the father of Josiah. Uh, and so this man was also a wicked king. He was a wicked ruler. It's so wicked that some of his, uh, some of his leaders and some of those that surrounded him, his advisors, uh, 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 started a coup and murdered him. And the people were so mad that they also went out and conspired and they murdered the conspirators. And so Josiah, in the middle of this political unrest, in the middle of political unrest, he's crowned king and he has to lead these people. And now every eye is looking to him. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Well, tell me what your problem is today. <laughs> Tell me what's going on in your life. My goodness, I'm sure many of us would not want to switch seats with Josiah. Could you imagine right now having to be one of the political leaders today in the middle of political unrest? We're dealing with a lot right now. Do, do you really want to be in the White House? Do you really want to be one of the ones making decisions right now? I can tell you, to be honest, I don't. I don't. I, I will pray for my leaders. I don't want to be in their position. So the word of God tells us in the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father, David. I want to ask you, when are you going to do it? When are you going to begin to get serious in the things of God? When, when, are, when is the church going to do it? When is the church going to take initiative and begin to seek God? Now, let me, let me set this up here. This is so important. This is so important because I imagine when young Josiah would have been crowned king, well, they would have surrounded him and they would have begun to teach him the ways of the kings that came before him as was common in that time. They would have begun to, to teach him and, and, and tell him the history. And I imagine in the middle of the unrest, they probably didn't like him too much and, and, and the kings didn't have a good reputation. They were slightly oppressive. And I imagine they say, your father, he was a wicked king and look what happened to him. And your grandfather was a wicked king. And look what happened here and look what happened there and I want to tell you something little boy I want to tell you something little girl that you're you come from a bad line and you come from a line of failure and you come from a line of brokenness and, and as they're going through the history at some point they touched on a man by the name of David and there's something different about David and as they're filling his head with all of the reasons why he too will come to ruin Something must have scratched his ear just to say, he said, wait, 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 wait. Tell me about king number two. Tell me about my great, 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 great grandfather. Tell me about this man. Tell me about this man. So the first thought I want you to walk away with before we dig into this next part is, 
is when are you going to do it? For Josiah, he had to go back and discover that somewhere in his lineage, there was a godly seed. Some of us may not actually have that testimony. Some of us might not have a godly well, grandparent or parent. Uh, some of us can't go back that far, but for Josiah, in order for him to advance, he had to go back for just a moment. He had to return to the source. Now, I know there's a lot of ministries out there, inner healing ministries, and, and I believe at times it's important to, to acknowledge the points of failure so we can learn. But I, I want to tell you that to sit there and exhume bones and, 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 and go and, and search in graves for an answer as to why you're in the condition you're in. I, I have to tell you that the word of God tells me that God, through Christ, has made me a new creature a new creation and so that tells me I don't have to go linger in graves to find an answer I don't have to go and dig back through my bloodlines to figure out I'm gonna say sometimes there's been injury sometimes there has been harm in your past and sometimes we need to go back further far enough to exhume those bones and lay them on an altar and burn them with fire sometimes we have to go back to the source and let me tell you what you'll discover Sometimes you will discover that there is a godly seed in your lineage. But for those of you that you say nothing good has ever come from my family, I don't know anything good that's ever come from my family. Well, I, I've got a good word for you. Uh, sometimes you are the seed and you are laying down a foundation for generations to come. And for those of us that say, I have no godly father, I have no godly mother, I have no heritage that is good. Oh, I, I want to remind you that the master himself taught us how to pray. How did he teach us how to pray? Do you recall the first words of the Lord's prayer? Our Father, our Father. You see, Josiah and 2 Chronicles, it links Josiah's father to David because when you know that there is a godly heritage, oh, praise God, then you can bypass the curse. You can bypass the failures of yesterday just because your parents got divorced and your grandparents got divorced and your great-great-grandparents got divorced. That doesn't mean or dictate that you have to get divorced. It doesn't dictate to you that your future is failure just because daddy was an addict and mommy was a criminal and you've got alcoholics in your family and you've got people in your family that have fallen short and they've fallen into the trap of the enemy you are set free in the name of Jesus because the master taught us to pray our father who is in heaven you see you've got a new testimony on your lips you've got a new testimony on your lips and so King Josiah could bypass because I I know my father failed I'm, I'm not linked to that heritage there is a godly seed I'm here to tell you there is a godly root there is a godly seed uh, through the line of Jesse his name is Jesus Christ and when you place your faith in him hallelujah when you place your faith in him you are linked you are linked you are no longer a slave to the past and the failures of yesterday here's the last thing I want to I want to talk to you about is that Josiah goes on a rampage because he asks, I imagine, he, said, he says, tell me about David. What was it about him? Every king that's ever come after him erected altars. And God gave us a command. He said, love the Lord your God. Do not, do not have any idols before you. you shall not have any other gods before you. But the land was thrusted into idolatry. You mean to tell me the difference between King David and every other king? That 
came was they practiced idolatry. You mean to tell me that that is the differentiating line? Now listen, we, we did have a few kings that did okay. We know Hezekiah and we know Solomon and, and there was a few kings, but for the most part, his heritage was that of failure and idolatry. If you're telling me the one thing that's gonna make the mark in my life is stripping down the idols of the land, then I'm tearing those idols down. I don't want anything. If this is what made David a man after God's own heart, then I'm tearing the idols down. You can say in the United States, we don't have idols. We don't have idolatry. Oh, you'd be mistaken. It used to say we don't have any idolatry. Uh, we don't have normal idols. But you know what? In your neighborhoods and in your homes and all around you, there are idols that people are bowing down to and worshiping on a daily basis. Some of us have little statues. Some of us are, are going through the grocery line and reading the astrology and some of us are going to tarot cards and some of us are getting our palms read and we are, we are, we are th throwing ourselves into the hands of false and foreign gods and in doing that, we're giving ourselves over to demons. Right now, one of the greatest idols might be in your hand right now as you watch this. Some of us, our idols stare back at us in the mirror every single day. Some of us, we are so addicted uh, to, 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 to the internet and we're so addicted. Some of our idols is bad news. Some of our idols is hate. It's that thing that you run to for comfort. It's that thing that you run to for peace. You want to test your idol? Let me take away your cell phone and see how well you do. Let me delete your friend count. Let me delete your Instagram. See how well you do. Let me delete your Facebook. Let me let somebody steal your car and tell me if it also stole your peace. See, our land is filled with idols. There's nothing wrong with technologies. There's nothing wrong with money. There's nothing wrong with having things. But it's when those things begin to have you. What has you today? I want to tell you today is the day to strip down the idols. If you want to advance past your heritage, you're going to have to tear down the idols. You're going to have to know where have we missed the mark? Where have we been misdirected? Well, the word of God teaches us plainly that we've all missed the mark through sin. And that we have to fix our eyes on the cross in order to advance to the next stages. God is calling you into something new. He's calling you into the next stages. I wonder, would you be bold enough? Would you be bold enough to start tearing down some idols? Here's what we're going to pray today. And I know there's some other needs, but here's what we're going to focus on. Father, expose my idols and tear them down. That's a bold prayer. Are you ready to, are you ready to pray that right now? Come on, let's, let's pray this. Let's pray this like, like we want to be like Josiah. We want to be a man or a woman after God's own heart. You're never too young and you're never too old. Let's begin to pray. Come on, right now where you are. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. If you're in the gym, keep running on the treadmill. But I begin to mouth this. Father, expose my idols and tear them down in the name of Jesus. I call out my idols, the idol of self, the idol of the idolatry in my life, oh God, the love of money, the love of, of my material possessions more than loving you. In the name of Jesus, we cast down our idols before you, oh God, that you would be my love of my life, that you would be my all in all, that you would be my everything, oh God, that you are now my source. You are now my hope. You are now my joy and my peace. You are my only God. Father, I declare that you are God and God alone. Father, I ask that you would purge the land, purge my heart, purge my home. Father, I'd go as far as say, purge our nation of the idols, oh God. 
Purge me in Jesus' name. I cast down every idol. Hallelujah. I cast down every spirit of idolatry, every spirit that has hold of the people of God. You must release them now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, the curse is broken because of the cross. The curse is broken. I declare the curse is broken in the name of Jesus. Now you are free right now. Go ahead and thank, thank, thank God that you're free. Father, I thank you that I'm free. Go ahead, tell them, I'm free right now. Some of you have been, been dealing with the occult and witchcraft. In the name of Jesus, it's severed right now. It's severed at the root. Hallelujah. Some of you have been living to the false expectation of the failures of your family, your family tree. And you believe you have to fall for addiction or you have to fall for some kind of immorality. In the name of Jesus, the lie is broken. He who the Son has set free is free indeed. I declare freedom. Freedom in the name of Jesus. Freedom in the name of Jesus. You are free right now in Jesus' name. Begin to thank him right now. Thank you, Lord, that I am free. I am free from the curse of mental illness. I am free from the curse of anxiety. I am free from the curse of depression. I am free from the curse of the fear of cancer. Somebody, somebody thinks they're going to they're gonna catch cancer. You're free right now. Hallelujah. It's severed in the name of Jesus. We declare liberty and healing in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Praise God. I pray you were ministered to today. I pray that you will walk in the boldness that you are free and that you are now linked to Christ. Hallelujah. Because of what he's at. Our Father who art in heaven. Ah, that's your prayer right now. Know that you are a child of God if you have committed your life to Jesus. If you haven't committed your life to Jesus, now is the time to do it. Just tell the Lord, I commit my life to you. Come in, be Lord of my life. Come in and be Lord of my life. See, salvation is more than a prayer. It's a lifestyle change and it's a commitment. It's a commitment to God and God alone. Tell him that you are my God now and I will serve you all the days of my life. God loves you. He paid the price so you can know his peace. And I pray that you will walk in peace today in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Have an incredible day. Thank you for joining us. If today's message encouraged you to keep running the race, we invite you to share this message with others. You can join Pastor Aaron weekly at Garden City Church in person or online. Till next time, keep pressing on.